vaccine hesitancy. According to the World Health Organization, they are saying it is the top threat to public health. And I was reading this article in the New York Times this weekend, and it was about the uh, CDC putting out this report. And they the report documented a case, um, which is the first documented case of tetanus in more than 30 years in Oregon. And it was with a young boy. And it is just a harrowing case. So we're here to talk about it, Dr. Carl Erickson. He's Assistant Professor of Pediatrics Division of Critical Care School of Medicine at Oregon State University. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. Thank you very much. Now, I think a lot of us can remember when we were kids, you know, if you step on a rusty nail, immediately your parents take you into the doctor or into the hospital and they get you get a shot in the arm. And it, it's a tetanus shot is what they call it. But really what we're getting is a tetanus booster. So this case was an unvaccinated six-year-old boy. We can't get into the details of the case, but you were in the hospital dealing with this child. Tell us, first of all, what tetanus is and, you know, what the symptoms were when he was first admitted to hospital. Sure. Um, so the uh, tetanus is a bacterial infection, and tetanus uh, produces a toxin that essentially poisons the nervous system. And what it does is it causes your muscles to spasm, and they spasm uncontrollably um, and don't let up. <clears throat> now, that's uncomfortable. It can be very painful, but it can also be really dangerous because when that starts happening to the muscles of either your airway or to your diaphragm and your other respiratory muscles, you can't breathe. And that becomes a, uh, uh, a life-threatening situation. So when this boy first arrived at hospital, how grave was his situation? He was very sick. Um, he started developing trouble breathing and needed a breathing tube put in uh, to his mouth and needed to be hooked up to a, uh, a ventilator. 57 days in hospital in total in his recovery, and the bill was $800,000. So after he was ventilated, describe what this boy went through. Well, um, the major problems were um, managing his muscle spasms, which were very severe. So um, he needed um, several uh, medication infusions for weeks in order to try to keep those under control. We had to limit, uh, limit his uh, stimulation as much as we could um, because anything that causes stimulation can also trigger the muscle spasms. So he was in a darkened room. He had earplugs in. Um, we were whispering. We were doing everything we could to try to decrease the stimulation. And the other thing that happened was he had a lot of swings in his uh, um, especially blood pressure and temperature, which is part of this tetanus disease, um, that also required um, a, uh, some very specific management. How touch and go was it with this child? I, I, I honestly think that we we were hopeful um, the entire way through that that he was going to survive, and I think we did a good job of keeping him safe. Um, part of the challenge is that. Most of us um, in the United States have never seen a case of tetanus before because it is so rare. Um, the vaccine is so effective. So we were on a little bit less firm ground than when we're taking care of a lot of other more common childhood diseases, which I think made everything a little bit more tense. Um, but, uh, but we were hopeful that he was going to make a complete recovery. This all stemmed from a cut. So had he been vaccinated would he, you know, he have just come in to get a booster? Yes. So all of this is avoidable? All of this is avoidable. Yeah. The rehab, maybe you can touch on how long it took him to rehab and what that was like. 
So we um, took care of him when he was in the hospital. We were not um, uh, taking care of him when he was um, when he was in the uh, rehabilitation facility, but he was there for uh, over two weeks. Um, what I can say is that um, by the time he um, had finished his rehabilitation, um, he was essentially back to 100%, um, which uh, we were obviously very happy about. One of the things I wanted to touch on, and the reason why I wanted to have you on the show, Doctor, is the fact that this story quickly leapt to the top of the of the CDC's report of most viewed articles uh, this weekend, and there was a lot of discussion online about it. Does that give you hope that the message is getting through and people are becoming uh, alerted to the fact that vaccine hesitancy is a major problem? That's a really great question, and I hope so. I think... You're right. Vaccine hesitancy is a major problem. Uh, We're in Oregon, which actually has uh, quite low rates of childhood vaccination compared to a lot of other parts of the U.S. And I think what this case does is it reminds us just how severe some of these vaccine preventable illnesses are. Most people, like I said, have not seen a case of tetanus. And I think it's easy to say, you know, these, these diseases are maybe not that terrible. People think more about the vaccine side effects than they think about the diseases themselves. And every once in a while, something happens that reminds you that, wow, these things are really, really terrible. Tetanus is a deadly disease. And um, this reminds us all of that. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, so many people were interested to hear about it. So do we attack the anti-vaxxers, uh, you know, and the, ve- the vaccine hesitancy message with a major education campaign where we really get to the nitty gritty of how serious these illnesses are it's like it's almost like a scare campaign because people need to be scared straight that's it's a tough question to answer i think people are hesitant about vaccines for a lot of different reasons and i don't know that that uh campaign would necessarily work for everybody i think there are a lot of people that are hearing a lot of mixed messages about vaccines and honestly don't know what's true and what's not true Um, That can be frustrating as a pediatrician who is taking care of kids with vaccine-preventable illnesses in an ICU. Um, But I think it's also important to know that people may be concerned about vaccines for a lot of different reasons. And I I do think understanding what these diseases look like can be an important part of the message. Um, But I don't want to tell you that that's going to solve all of our problems. Dr. Arison, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Cheers.